So one of the things that I'm worried about in terms of our criminal justice system is escalation. Now, the reason I have a concern related to this is because we are implementing policies across this country that reduce penalties or outright remove penalties for so-called nonviolent offenders or for lower grade charges. And the thing is, this ends up leading to those criminals, a certain percentage of them, repeat offending. And when you repeat something like a robbery, eventually... Eventually, you're going to get to the point where that situation gets violent or where the criminals are emboldened to the point where they're trying more and more brazen stunts. And by the way, this is rooted in facts and reality. Even right now in the District of Columbia, what they're finding out when they arrest somebody for murder is that they usually have 11 other crimes on average that they were arrested for previously before they committed murder, meaning that they had nearly a dozen chances to get an offender off of the streets before they ended up taking someone's life. So this is real. People don't typically just start out at murder. It usually builds up. And sometimes when you allow robbers to run wild, even though they didn't hurt anybody for four or five times, they eventually get to the point where they get into a confrontation and somebody gets hurt or somebody dies. Now, a perfect example of what I'm talking about is this hit and run robbery that happened on I-10 in the state of California. And the reason I liken this to escalation is because it appears right now that the car that was used to initiate the hit and run was actually a stolen vehicle. And considering the rate of stolen vehicles that are going on, particularly Kias across this country, and the lack of process execution of those thefts fueling that because there's no consequences for this and the increase in robberies it was only a matter of time before these things ended up being combined and now we're in a scary situation where this could be the start of a new trend now i want to be clear it's not the start of a new trend as of right now but it is a dangerous escalation in two crimes not taken seriously in the state of california and the fact that it worked perfectly fine in this situation and they're likely still not going Going to be consequences for this means that it will be seen as a viable option by some if not just by the criminals who participated in this robbery. Now we're going to get into this before we do. Thank you to everybody who signed up over at actualjusticewarrior.com/join. Give me the money. Give you give me the money. Okay. And thank you to the podcast listeners, Spotify, Apple, and Google's podcasting platform. First, they stun you with a car crash. Then they rush in and rob you. In this case, must have been terrifying for the victim. Now, the local news guide describes this pretty straightforward. First, they stun you with a car accident, which, by the way, you don't even have to hit somebody with significant force in order to achieve this goal. Because when you get into a fender bender, you're supposed to pull over, get out of the car, exchange insurance information, which actually means that the force being used in order to initiate this particular robbery was completely unnecessary and out of bounds for what they wanted to achieve. I could see a situation where fender benders with the stolen car being one of the participants in it are more likely to be used to initiate these encounters in the future. However, when you see the damage and you realize what I said was 100% true, you're going to think to yourself that these guys went out of their way to do damage because they have no regard for human life. And this, by the way, is why we should hold them accountable for this crime. Smash and grab, highway robbery, assault with a deadly weapon, apparently all of the above and all caught on camera. Cell phone video going viral shows a group of masked men 
armed with hammers and crowbars, jump out of a minivan and rush to a driver who has just crashed into a ditch on the side of the 10 freeway in mid-city. Onlookers and passersby start recording with their cell phones. So what you see right here is the aftermath of the crash. You have individuals fleeing from this van. This is our stolen car. And they're rushing over to this black vehicle, which is completely disabled. Looks like they were hit and took serious damage. While there's a white car that's next to them. Now that white car is actually the getaway vehicle. So chances are these might be two separate stolen vehicles being used in order to initiate this smash and grab robbery. And by the way, these people were armed. They're completely undeterred by anybody filming this. And as you can see, the driver of the initial vehicle, who's already out of the vehicle at this point in time, has already surrendered to these people. And yet they're coming ready to do damage. They've already done damage. And now instead of just a standard two cases of Grand Theft Auto, instead of just a case where it's a standard robbery, you have these things combined. And obviously this was an organized maneuver executed by these people and they committed this robbery in one of the most damaging ways possible now obviously somebody could have died from this they were on the freeway the car could have been knocked into a different direction and hit another car so a third party also could have died for this but on its own this is scary enough the victim's car is smoking his window shattered and he quickly drops to his knees with hands raised in submission as the attackers rummage through his busted sports car in what is described as a traffic collision robbery. An accomplice is waiting in another vehicle, and when the men are satisfied with the haul, they jump into the getaway car and tear off down the freeway. Now, while this particular style of crime doesn't appear to be a trend yet, although it has been seen before in the state of California, I do want to point out that there's another trend that is completely absent in terms of commentary from this video, which of course is robberies or attacks on Asian individuals, because I can see from this grainy video that this guy looks Asian, and the attacker in this instance appear to be although they are well covered black and or hispanic but if they are black people and they're attacking asians this is something that we've seen time and time again now my guess is that they targeted this person from an earlier point before he got on the freeway this wasn't random because it appears there are valuables in the vehicle and oftentimes asians are targeted based on the perception that they have cash they don't believe in banks and all of that which makes makes them more ripe as victims for these kind of criminal types. But again, there was clearly and obviously some planning and coordination in this in that they have two different vehicles. They're already masked. They are armed and they executed this and they have their getaway car present because this was the plan all along. This is what they wanted to do and they executed it perfectly and they're completely undeterred. By the way, if I was filming and I was that guy, I'd be further away, but they don't even care about the guy filming. One guy threatens to attack him, but the guy doesn't flinch. So they just move on and go about their day because they know that once they get away from the scene of this crime, considering both cars are likely stolen, there's really nothing that's going to tie them to the scene of this crime. It's unclear why the victim was chosen or how, or if he'd been followed for some time before the collision. So yeah, to be clear, I was speculating, obviously, from the local news report, they don't have the answer to why this person was targeted. He was driving a sports car, so maybe they thought this guy had valuables because it's a sports car, but in my opinion, you stealing a car, you initiating this kind of crash-style robbery, which you can only do once if you have two cars and you need one as your getaway car, had to have some additional planning involved in it, and I think this guy was targeted, likely from an Asian 
neighborhood because they either saw something valuable being put in his trunk because they go right for the trunk or because they thought this guy had money due to some other reason related to them seeing him on a regular street corner. The California Highway Patrol is investigating, and this is what we know. Around 1.30 Tuesday afternoon, October 24th, the driver of the Dodge Caravan intentionally slammed into the victim's Alfa Romeo along the eastbound 10 freeway near Arlington Avenue. Now, to me, another crazy aspect of this is that they're so brazen, they commit this crime in broad daylight. 1.30 in the afternoon in the state of California. Sunshine, great weather, and all that. These guys are driving around already masked up with weapons in a stolen vehicle when they decide to execute this maneuver on the highway, a busy thoroughfare, because they have no fear of getting caught. You think that these guys haven't been arrested before? You think that if they eventually catch these guys, they aren't going to find a long record, maybe being released early, maybe getting slaps on the wrist, maybe being put in diversion programs by district attorneys in the state of California, or maybe they committed a crime, were convicted, normally would have been sent to prison, but due in part to California's new law, they could only be sent to county jail, and that's why they were released early you know that this is too well organized and executed for them to have never committed any kind of robbery before in the history of their lives following the armed robbery the men jumped into a white chevy malibu and sped away from the scene they abandoned the minivan used for the collision pushing the victim off the freeway a California Highway Patrol spokesman tells us this is not the type of crime the department has seen on a regular basis, and he cannot say if this may be a growing criminal trend. Now, the California Highway Patrol confirms what I said earlier, that there is no evidence as of right now that this is a growing trend. This crime is atypical, but the thing is, the trend up of robberies, the trend up of criminals getting more emboldened is real, it is significant, and it is something that we need to address. And by the way, we need to keep our foot on the gas pedal, metaphorically, not a pun intended for this, because a lot of people are pointing to a slight drop after a dramatic increase in crime that we saw nationwide and trying to pretend away the crime problem as if it doesn't exist. You see this a lot with homicide stats. I'll often tell you that in 2020, the year-over-year increase, the largest of all time, was around 30%. It went up again the next year, but from that new baseline, it appears that it has dropped 11%. Now, that's a good thing. That's something that we should be happy about. We should be hopeful and optimistic that that is a new trend going forward but the thing is that is still significantly elevated as that 11 percent drop which by the way is this year we'll see how it shakes out at the end of the year is from the new elevated baseline. We are still as bad as we've been in the last 20 years in terms of homicide, so it's really important to have some perspective and not be fooled by any look-at-this-one-convenient-stat statistical type of manipulation. And even though homicides are going down, which is obviously the worst crime, in a lot of places, car break-ins, robberies, and whatnot are going up, we should expect your regular Grand Theft Autos to go down as those Kias that have that glitch come out of circulation because those are so easy to steal that it's just becoming a game for kids. But hopefully, we do see a reduction in crime overall. However, I'm not optimistic that even a nationwide reduction will still be able to offset what we're seeing in these major cities that have essentially decriminalized whole categories of crime. They've removed all consequences for it, and that is something that we still should be willing to address and confront. Law enforcement officials say whether you're behind the wheel or on foot, 
you should always be hypervigilant and well aware of your surroundings. Now, as of right now, I'm happy to report that the victim in this instance doesn't appear to have sustained any serious injuries. And I know a lot of you in the comments are going to say Second Amendment, Second Amendment. He should have been carrying on him in order to deal with this. And in this particular instance, I do agree. But the thing is... They ran this guy off the road rather aggressively. His car is significantly damaged. So there is a point to be made that even though in this particular instance, he would have been able to defend himself because he got out of the car out of his own volition. In other similar instances or these types of robberies that may happen in the future, somebody could easily be killed on the crash or be trapped in the vehicle and not in a position to defend himself, even if they took those preparations to defend themselves. You have to prosecute this really hard. You have to go after these people and make sure they serve hard time and make an example of them because we can't live in a country where people are just forcing people off the road like this in order to rob them for petty goods. It's a recipe for disaster. This is a violent crime and allowing this to go unpunished or reduced in punishment will only incentivize others to participate in this in the future. But hey, those are just my thoughts. So let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. If you like the video, show by leaving a like, subscribe for more content, follow me on my social medias, support me via the support links in the description of this video. This has been me talking about a hit and run style robbery in California. Till next time.